if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So today I have the great pleasure to have with me, Jen Collings. Let me do a quick intro about Jen. So Jen was a crazy traveling, living out of a suitcase for six months while working promotional marketing tours and being a spokesperson for international car shows to corporate training. She was also a teacher, a ballet teacher, a jazz teacher, and now she's also a mindset coach and speaker, as well as a mom of two beautiful girls. How are you today, Jen? Thank you so much. Oh my, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I am, I am wonderful. I am wonderful. <laughs> so for the ones that are that are knowing you for the first time and uh, are viewing and listening this podcast. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Well, you just, you covered a lot. Uh, I am a girl of many hats. I have, I have, I think I put it down to, you know, I'm a Jedi and I get bored doing one thing, the same thing over and over again. So I have just done so many things in my life um, to try and live my passion and my truth. And uh, yeah, my greatest gift is being a mom of two beautiful little girls. And, you know, as, as some of you follow me, I'm a mindset coach and I try and help people believe in who they are. You know, we're all born with something deep inside of us and it's trying to find that passion and I call it our truth. Um, and this past year, I think for many has been a test of who we are, what we are, and how we can get through such turmoil. Um, especially for me, because as you and I just spoke about, I had COVID back in the early days of March, 2020, and I'm still dealing with I'm what they call a long hauler. So I'm still dealing with a lot of the symptoms from that. And yeah, I just love helping people and seeing the good in everything because there is a silver lining to everything, but you just have to get your mind trained to look for those things and not all the negative things that we see, unfortunately, every day in the media, if you read the news or you're on your phone. And uh, I help people try to achieve that in everyday life. Let's go to the last year because I think it's something that it's recent and I think that a lot of people can can take some, some tips from this. What are some of the lessons that you are still taking from this last year and having COVID you and your husband? Please, can, can you tell me a little bit more about the story? Yeah, so in March of 2020, I was diagnosed with pneumonia and pleurisy. Unfortunately, back then, tests were hard to come by. We didn't have enough um, understanding, enough testing, and they believe I tested too late. Uh, the doctors were like, there's no way that you don't have COVID with all of your symptoms. And the following that progressed throughout the following year up to today has really tested me and everything I teach my clients about as a mindset coach. Uh, not only did COVID bring on the physical aspect of the virus, but there was a lot of mental um, that I, I needed to wrap my head around life. And I needed to wrap my head around finding that silver lining in, in everything because you turn on the news and all you hear about are people dying. And, you know, um, it was so hard to watch when I was dealing with this virus, not knowing if I was going to go downhill, because once you had it, if you were going to go downhill, it went downhill really fast. And there were a couple of nights where I woke up because I couldn't breathe. I felt like I had 600 pound weight sitting on my chest. And I prayed like I've never prayed before. I'm not a very religious person. I'm more spiritual. Um, but I dug down deep 
and I fought with uh, demons to try and stay as positive as possible. You know, I have two little girls and the last thing I wanted to do was have the ambulance show up at my doorstep and never see them again. Um, and then after that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, how is, how is having the virus? The acute phase of the virus was very tough, but I think the aftermath and being a long hauler, um, I think what's the statistic? I think it's one in three people are, are a long hauler. And that means you start dealing with a lot of these um, inflammation issues, neurological issues. Um, for me, I had um, neuropathy where my fingers, I would lose feeling in my fingers. Um, we were supposed to do this podcast a couple of days ago and I had to postpone it because I ended up having a doctor call me and say that they needed to do some nerve testing and some muscle testing. Uh, and it's just been like that. I've seen a cardiologist, I've seen a, a neurologist, I've seen a vein specialist, I've seen, you know, the, the physical therapy who did the nerve and the muscle testing. I've seen, you know, female doctor because it's caused my hormones to go off the charts crazy. So many different things. And it has been frustrating because nobody knows why these things are happening in the body. Nobody knows how long it's going to persist and it's affecting everybody differently. So there's not one protocol that these doctors can follow. It's like, we need to look at you and figure out what's going on you and you know try and get you on either the best supplements or change your diet to more of an anti-inflammatory diet and so it's been a learning curve on so many levels you know physically emotionally mentally it has just been a crazy year and a lot of the things that I've learned I can now put more into training my clients because I've really been through it um and I've had to I've had to look at the dark side and turn my brain around to say, you know what, this is bad, but it could be so much worse. Love it, and it's true. And man, I'm I'm imagine I didn't had COVID yet. Bless me, yeah. But I'm imagine it should be tough. And how do you think that being a mindset coach helped you to? In this phase, or imagine if it was a normal person, uh, which do you think that it would be the difference between you? Please. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a normal person. Um, just because I'm a mindset coach, it doesn't mean I have, I don't, I never have a bad day. I have bad days. It's just that I know to take my, my mind and stop that. I call it my inner critic. You know, we all have this little voice inside of us that talks to us and it's mostly negative. So I've learned how to stop it and tell it to shut up. And I'm able to bring myself into the present and look at all the good that's still around. You know, the beauty that we are given every single day outside in nature, the things that we have, a roof over our heads, our children, the breath that we take. I have, there's, there's a saying, it's one step at a time. And for me, my mantra is now one breath at a time because I've come to realize how important our breath is. And when you feel like you can't breathe, when you feel like you can't catch your breath, a lot of the times I would have to stop and go back to my yoga practice and breathing and take in that breath and be thankful because as hard as it was and it felt like I couldn't breathe, I could. I just had to stop. I had to stop that anxiety. I had to stop that negative, you know, inner bad voice. And I had to say, okay, it's there. We're good. Now let's just slow down. And let's take it one breath at a time and remember the good that's still here with me and that I'm still here. So I can't say I did better because I'm a mindset coach, mm. but I did better because I, I know the different practices and the different things that I needed to do to slow down and be aware and present in the moment. Okay. It's, it's yeah, just... 
and breathing I, I was thinking about breathing we 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 take it from granted and sometimes yeah it's 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 like with this this covid for me it was a lesson that yeah we we expect that the sun will rise every day and sometimes we will not you are talking about the inner critic i also i believe that we are our worst judges oh yes how do you think that we can you will not disappear but how you think that we can have a better conversation with our inner critic it's it's a hard one and it's not something that happens overnight and like you said it's it's not something that's going to disappear you know from a very young age we are ingrained with what media tells us you know this is how you're supposed to look this is how you're supposed to act. And then as we grow up, we go to school and we hear that from our friends or our teachers and those that are bringing us up. And so we start to believe it ourselves. And then that's when that, that inner voice starts talking to you when you wanna try something new or you're too afraid to try something, that voice holds you back, right? And so it's a very hard thing to change that voice to go from your negative critic to your cheerleader. Um, I still struggle with it. And it's just something that when you work with either a coach or you read the right types of books that you start to train your brain. And it's a constant continual training of you know keeping these techniques up. Uh, one of the big things, um, that I always remember is Mel Robbins. She's a great um, empowerment coach. She has wonderful books. I read a lot of her books. Um, she has the five, four, three, two, one method. So when you start hearing this negative talk coming on, you say, stop, five, four, three, two, one. Now you're in the right frontal part of your lobe, in your brain. So you're present and you can accept what, you know, you hear, I hear what you're saying, and I accept that you're allowed, to, you are totally allowed to say that, but I'm not going to let you, and I'm not going to let you stop me. So there's these different techniques that you can use to stop that inner critic from being so negative and turn it into your cheerleader. Love it. And I, man, I think just the description from an inner critic to a cheerleader, I think it's awesome. And, and exactly like, the five, four, three, one, like put you in the present moment. I think it's really important because as you were saying, since a young age, we are bombarded for the media, from the school, the education, everything bombarded us. We, we do, you should do, be this, you should do that. And how do you think that is the best way to really start listening to ourselves? Yeah. It's hard. I think that's one of the hardest things. And, you know, I've done, a, I've done a, quite a few talks about, you know, we are actually born knowing what we want to do. Our soul knows our path in life before we're born, before we take that first important vital breath, our soul knows it. And all throughout life, you know, you get these things that like, kind of like a pie in your face, right? Like, oh, this is what I should be doing. But guess what? No, I'm listening to my inner critic. It's saying, no, don't do it. So I'm not. And your whole life long, your soul is just throwing these things in your path, like trying to make you wake up. And for so many of us, we always hit these crossroads, you know, and I hit so many of them. I think the reason that I had so many different careers in my life was because I was always coming to a crossroad where I couldn't fully listen to my soul because I was thinking, oh, I had to get my degree in college and I had to go get this, you know, six figure job and I had to go do this, but what was truly making me happy? And so I was jumping from thing to thing to thing. But when I look back on it now, those careers were always working with people, teaching, talking, really getting to know people in depth and making them happy. Like I, I am a people pleaser. It's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. <laughs> I've come to learn that, but my soul was telling me over and over again, 
what I was supposed to be doing. And it wasn't until just a few years ago that I had this epiphany sitting in a meeting where it's like my brain went through the Rolodex of my life. And that's when I decided I'm going to be a mindset coach. I want to help people fulfill their passion, their dreams, their purpose, and help them kind of dig down deep and figure it all out. It took me way too long to figure mine out. And that's okay, because sometimes it takes a while. But if we can help each other uncover our, our life's path and our destiny and what makes us truly happy so we can go and live that, wow, what an honor and a blessing to be a part of somebody's life to help them do that and fulfill that. And you know, I think it's so important that we realize we need to start listening to our gut, right? Our gut, our soul, it's our soul that's actually talking to us, telling us this is a good thing. Keep going, keep going. You know, it's cheering us on all the way. And we have got to figure out like, all right, my gut's talking to me for a reason. It's telling me that I should really pay attention to this particular moment in time and listen and learn. That's another key thing is learning from everything that's happened in our lives. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. And I think like intuition or gut, as you, you wanted to call it, it's really important, but sometimes it's really difficult to listen because you, yeah, you have the inner critic. Yeah, you are not good enough. It's not for you. Keep it, yep. keep your job. And I, I'm like you, I had a lot of crossroads. I did a lot of different things in life. So I, I, I totally understand. And I see a lot, like at least admitting that you are a, a people pleaser, show me that you have a lot of self-awareness. How do you think that self-awareness, it's also important in this equation? Oh, self-awareness is key. I think that it's, a, it's another tough one for so many um, because it's not just self-awareness of you. It is self-awareness of your surroundings, the people that you surround yourself with, your work, um, the things that you listen to and you, you take in, you know, cause we are, we're constantly taking things in, you know, the, the this, this little device in our pocket gives us so much access to so many things, whether it's good or bad. And we take it in and whether we know it or not, we're subconsciously, you know, thinking about this and we're processing it and it's just going and going. And so we have got to become more self-aware to the things that we believe our values, um, what our morals are, who we were raised to be. Like, you know, when somebody would tell you something, I went to Catholic school growing up and they would tell me something and I was supposed to believe it, right? Well, I'm a questioner. I like to question and I like to research and I like to figure stuff out. And so when I started asking questions, I was like, taboo, I'm not supposed to do that, right? Exactly. But that was me. That was my self-awareness speaking up for itself, saying, wait a minute, I'm not sure I believe this. Can you just, can you just fill me in a little bit more and give me more background or help me to understand it better? And so that right there, um, you know, don't ever let people tell you not to question things. It's when you're starting to question things and you want more, you know, dig in deeper and you want more. That's your self-awareness. That is you allowing yourself to be you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Love it. And you are talking also, and man, I really love it, about guts and intuition and in a world that, that you have so much information coming from everywhere. How do, yeah. how do you listen to your gut? How do you listen to you? Oh. So I'll give you an example. So one day I was driving to work and I'm only about 10 minutes away from my house. And something was like, stop, Jen, turn around, go back home, turn around. And, you know, I've, I've learned from a very young age that when something like that hits you that strong, mm -hmm. like you do it, you know, you're, you've got 24 hours in a day. So you might as well take the extra 10 minutes, turn around, go do whatever, whatever it is. I came home and I opened the door to the smell of gas propane I was like 
what what is that well i guess someone could have been me leaned against the stove just enough to click the knob and it was allowing the propane the propane was on there was no flame but it had turned the propane on i had a cat and a dog at home i would have come home that day to no cat and no dog and possibly no house god forbid some kind of a spark happened but that was my gut something was telling me to turn around and i did and you know look what happened so that lesson right there just because I took the time to, to know something was wrong, some, I was just feeling off and I had to go home for some reason, mm-hmm. that's it. So those types of things, when you feel off or something is not right, stop and listen. It's so hard because there's just so much noise, but if you can center enough to listen, it can change everything. Love it. And it was something that you trained or just came with you as a person? I, you know, I just, I just feel it. There's just like, you know, you just feel it. Like it was something in my stomach. I just felt nauseous. And, you know, it's, it's not anything that I, I trained to do, but I think we're all, we're all enabled to, to it. We just, it's tuning into our body and listening to our body. And, you know, again, it's our soul talking to us because our soul knows more than we do. You know, we're just in this vessel that we're given, but there's so much more to us. And it's it's tuning into that finite little, like something that's within you. Mm. And when you when you can start to do that, you know, it just happens more and more naturally that you're just more in tune with yourself and what's going on i think yes yes the more that you listen the more you can hear i think it's a little bit like that i think yeah yep for me it it is like the the less that i listen like the sound goes lower and lower and lower and lower so it's better to <laughs> to stay tuned and exactly why the, for me it is like that it is like that why the name believe you are true Well, you know, I think, like I said, we're all born with a purpose. I call it our truth. It's our truth. It's who we're meant to be, what we're supposed to do. And believing it is the key. So once you start to believe in yourself, in what you're doing, what you're saying, who you are, everything is possible. So when we believe our truth, we become we become beautiful beautiful and I, i totally agree i think everybody has a purpose it's one of of the questions that that i wanted to ask you i already understand more or less what is your purpose but if you can tell me what is your purpose in life i don't really even know <laughs> i think it's an ongoing journey i think that i am here to help people see things more positively and look at the beauty that's around us instead of all the negative and the the anger and the hate that we see so much. Um, but I believe there's more. I believe there's more to me. I believe that, um, I think there's more to all of us. And I think if we just keep learning and uncovering and just, being that beautiful light in other people's world that, you know, our, our purpose just becomes so much more. Because once you start down this path, things just keep happening and doors open and beauty unfolds. It's, it's, it's quite amazing once you take that first step towards, you know, hey, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to go with it. You know, I, ne- I never would have thought a few years ago when I started Believe Your Truth that I would be doing what I'm doing with, you know, coaching and helping so many people. And it's when they write me and we do a follow-up call, you know, six months after the training has ended, or they come back because they've happened to come to another crossroad, because those are constantly going to happen. You know, we grow when we learn and we grow, that's probably going to happen. And we have to figure out how to navigate around it or keep going sometimes, you know, because through storms, is a rainbow. And, and I think for me, the past year has been my storm is now turning into my rainbow because now I'm looking at things 
completely different than I was a year ago. You know, like you said, you, I was taking my, my breath for granted. Like I never thought about breathing. And now I get up every morning and I do Qigong and I do my practice, my breathing. And, you know, I'm really more mindful about what that breath does. So, you know, my purpose just keeps unfolding and growing and becoming more and more beautiful every single day. And I think that's going to happen to everybody once you get on this path of, you know, being more mindful and being in the right mindset um, and just wanting to learn and continue to grow in your life. And I think uh, I totally, totally agree with you. I think like, like life is a process or a journey that we should be growing at the time that we are here. I totally agree with you. I was also reading yeah. a sentence that you had in your Instagram and I wanted that you talk a little bit about, about the sentence. So the sentence says, sure. when you start seeing your worst, you will find it hard to stay around people who don't. Can you talk me? Can you tell a little bit about the sentence? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a very personal sentence right there. So um, this past year, um, having COVID, but having a negative COVID test, so it's presumed COVID, right? It, um, it made me lose a lot of friends and family because there's a lot of people who don't believe COVID is real. There's a lot of people who didn't believe I was telling the truth. Um, and so I had to learn... <laughs> I had to learn a lot about toxicity and I had to learn about doing what was right for me and my family and not feeling guilty about it. And so once I got past that and I talked to some really great friends who support me and understand me, you know, they helped me work through a lot of the things that I went through. I realized that there are certain people or things in our life that are toxic. If, if they, they cannot support you, if they cannot raise you up, if they can't help you grow, if they can't help you work through things, then they are not your energy and your love and your light. And when you that you are worth it and that you deserve better, then those people just kind of drift out of your life a little bit. And you may help it. You may help the situation by saying, look, I'm, a, I'm, I'm done. This is not a, a healthy relationship for me or a healthy job or you know, whatever it is. But, but once you start to see your worth and how truly wonderful you are in life, all the other negativity will shed and fall away. Love it. And I think it's important. And sometimes like... Life comes and tests this kind of persons, and yeah, it's better to have five good than twenty that are just there in the in the good times. Exactly, exactly. I don't I don't have a lot of very close close friends, but the ones that I have, I may not talk to them for months, but if I ever reach out and need them, they will give me the shirt off their back, and that to me means more than having this plethora of you know fake people in your life. And it's better. And you were talking about also the moment in the meeting that you decided that you want to change. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because maybe somebody is listening to this and it's in the same position that you were a couple of years ago. Which advice you will give to them? Yeah, so I had been or, you know, I still do a lot of executive assistant work. Um, but for this particular day, it was a cold freezing day. Uh, it was the middle of winter here in the Northeast of uh, Connecticut. And I hate being cold and I don't like mornings. <laughs> and I, I'm not a, a meeting person, you know? Um, so we were sitting there and the president of the company put on a facial video. I'm all about motivation, right? Let's empower each other. Let's motivate each other. And I'm sitting there just trying to wake up and warm up. And the narrator said, if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. And it was like, I got hit by a lightning bolt. Like, I was just like, my soul woke up. It, it like rose up and it was yelling at me. See, I told you, I told you, you know, and I, and that's, 
when I just started thinking about life and where I was and why was I doing what I was doing, I liked it, but I wasn't fulfilled and it didn't make me happy every single day. And that's when I said, you know what? I've got to think about stuff. I've got to figure out like what's made me happy. What's, what's given me joy when I've done it? Why have I lived my life the way I have with so many different careers and what path am I truly on? It was just this huge wake up call. And it took me, it was almost 42 years, you know? I don't mind saying how old I am. I'll be 45 this coming summer, but it took me that long to go boom and have my aha epiphany moment, you know? So I think that if I can give anybody any quote, it's that one that changed my life to wake me up a little bit more. If your why doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. And I think if you sit there and start to think about it, you'll probably start crying (laughs) because you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some emotion is coming to me. I, I think it's, and it's it's a, a really important question that yeah everybody should ask from time to time, just because you like we were saying we uh, we evolve as a person. So I think it's it's something that you should continue asking to yourself. Like, it's it's something that is important for me, or should I pass to the next next step or next step of the journey? Yeah. I wanted also to ask you as a mindset coach. What is the job that you, you do with your clients? What If you can describe a little bit, I'm very interested. Yeah. Yeah. So most of my clients, I don't do any marketing, believe it or not. Um, I am someone who believes that if you're going to come to me, it's meant that our paths are going across somehow. You find me either on YouTube or Instagram or LinkedIn or however you find me. Um, I'm not pushy. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong, but I just believe that our life's journey will, will cross if they're meant to be. And when people come to me, it's usually because something I've said has touched them and they've realized they needed help kind of at that, they're, they're at that crossroad, right? And they're not sure exactly how to figure out the next step. Usually it's fear-based. Usually it's um, someone telling them that they shouldn't take that next step or change career or whatever it is. Um, So they're stuck. And my job is to talk them through. And it's so funny because all I do is ask questions and then I sit and let them talk. Because once you start talking, you start listening to yourself and you start realizing that you know what you want to do. You know what the right thing to do is you have the answer and now you just got to try and figure out how to make that happen so when you start talking it's like oh so I'm not saying they don't need me because they need me to ask those deep questions that they're asking themselves or maybe they're too afraid to ask themselves and that that happens to me all the time there are so many questions that as I was going through my journey I was afraid to ask myself or maybe I asked myself but I was afraid of the answer And so when you have somebody there, that's kind of your, um, they kind of push you in the right direction. They, They are your accountability partner and they cheer you on when you get the answer and you go, oh, oh yeah, okay. It's been there the whole time. I just needed to figure it out, right? That is what I do. That is how I help people get through that crossroad, take the next step, jump past the fear and just kind of go for it. Um, So that in my in my brain that's what i that's what i do i think yeah it's sometimes and sometimes yeah it's just the right question at the right moment like it happens to you you are doing the same job because yeah i believe in you also like i think we have all the answers but sometimes we are or too afraid to we have all the questions but we are too afraid to answer them or to act because I think like execution, it's, yeah. it's really, really important. Acting is acting on, on the answer is, is scary. Which is, mm-hmm. a, do, Absolutely. You, do you give a kind of push to your clients or, or you let them just go with, with their flow? 
so I do a couple, I have a couple tactics. So <clears throat> I ask the questions and I let them talk, which is good because then they go with the flow. Sometimes they get stuck. So then I'll, I'll kind of probe deeper and get them to unravel more. But I also give my clients homework. And this is where I see a lot of the self-discovery and where it's come into play. Um, so I'll have them write a short biography of their life. I'll have them um, do a pie chart of my life. So what are the, the activities that they spend their time doing? You know, percentage of each activity. And then when we get back on the call, the next call together, we talk about that. And we kind of manipulate it a little bit. So they're doing more of the things that make them happy and, you know, make them feel like they're living purposefully. Hmm. Um, so we have different exercises and things to do. Now, I'm a tough love coach. If you come to me the next session and you say, oh, I didn't do my homework. I say, okay, so we're not having this phone call because you're not going to waste 45 minutes of my time and I'm not going to waste 45 minutes of your time or an hour or whatever you've, you've chosen to do with me because you didn't put the work in for the homework. And if you didn't put the work in, it shows me that you're not willing to put the work into this conversation. And we need this conversation to move forward, which means you need to do the work. See, I'm not doing this for my clients. I'm helping them. I'm kind of moving them along in very subtle ways. They have to do the work. It's just like me. I had to do my own, my own work for my self-awareness and my self-love. And nobody else can do that for you. People can help you and you can read and, and learn different tactics, but you have to do the hard work. And that's where those kind of those exercises and homework that I have them do, that's where it really comes into play. Because you can reach out to me and say, you want me to coach you, but you have to be willing to do it. Exactly. You can give me the tools, but it's me that I have to use the tools. If I, you, you mm -hmm. cannot use the tools for me. I totally understand yeah. your, your, your point. I totally understand your yeah. point. And how do you describe your mindset? My mindset, <laughs> I'm still learning, you know, I think that I have a better outlook than most people. Um, I have a lot of bad qualities. I'm not going to lie. I'm not always happy. So lucky. I wear my heart on leave. I am an overthinker. I am a people pleaser, you know, so I have a lot of things that I still work on daily for myself. Um, but I know how to stop that negative thought and look at the good things. I know when to pause for a moment and become more in the present because we can get so caught up in the past, right? We, oh my gosh, I know so many people that just refuse to let go of the past and move forward. And for me, yes, it's okay to look back because that's where you've come from. That your past is what has made you who you are today. So it's okay, it's totally okay to look back every now and again, a glance, but we're going forward. You know, we have to keep moving forward. We can't live in the past. We can look back and we can learn from it, but then we have to look forward and we have to keep growing. That's where I think I've learned more than many other people that I've talking, you know, spoken to. Um, so that's my mindset is, okay, look back. It's okay, that's where you come from. That's where a lot of this crap that you've learned has come from and we have to let it go now. So let's learn from it and let's grow from it. I love it. And between, we have the past that we, we still live in the past or the future that we, I will do that one day. I will live this life. I will have this. Always the right mindset to be, or if you have some exercise to be more in the present, you know, to live the present, to be grateful for, for breathing, for, for your kids, for the house. Yeah. Um, again, I love the five, four, three, two, one exercise by Mel Robbins. Just, you know, stop being back here go here be present that that's always my go-to um the breathing exercises so to me um when you breathe and you center yourself you become more aware of the present and you're able to 
you know, send out blessings, prayer, mantras, whatever you want to call that, but you're able to focus yourself. So if you take a nice deep breath in and then a cleansing breath out through the mouth, and you just do that a few times, it's able to slow you down and it's able to bring you to this very present where you're connected with your mind, your body, your soul, and you're able to focus on what's going on around you instead of what's going on up here because this can get carried away and it doesn't stop and it won't shut off and then it turns negative and then it's just like, <gasps> so if you can slow down and just be with yourself and so many people are afraid of just being with themselves, but once you learn how to be with yourself, that is the most special, precious place that you can be because it's you and it's your universe. You know, it's your God and your goddess or whatever you choose to call it. It's where you're most at peace. So that's one of the biggest exercises that I can tell you to do is just slow down and breathe and just be with yourself. And it's something that you do daily or, or it's a daily habit? Um, okay, so every day, right? It's an everyday thing. For me, I wake up and I do my Qigong breathing exercises in the morning and I am just with myself outside, whether it's raining or not. I mean, if it's horrible weather, I'm not out there, but I will be out on my deck and I will do my breathing exercises. But throughout the day, if you are in a stressful situation, if you feel low on energy, if you feel like, you know, you've been asked a question that maybe you're not comfortable with, or, you know, in, in the work world, or just in life in general, take a step back, take five minutes to yourself, go outside, or go to your special place in your house where you feel most relaxed, and just breathe and get back to being in your center being with yourself and calming yourself down so you can be more present in, in the moment and you know not agitated or worried or anxious or confused or whatever you're feeling so this practice can be used at any point throughout the day multiple times a day you know it doesn't have to just be in the morning or at night it can be whenever you feel that you need to calm and center Love it, love it. Listen to you. And yeah, every time you can take five minutes after lunch, if you feel that that you need a pause, I think yeah, it's it's a great advice. Do you have any more daily habits or routines in your day that you want to share, please? Yeah, so I do the Qigong and then... Can you talk um, just a little bit about usually... the Qigong? What, what is Qigong? Yeah, so the so Qigong, um, it's an ancient art form. It's just, it's breathing and very slow, mindful movements, mostly very flowing with your breath. So you bring your movement. So you're awakening your body and you're connecting it to your breath. And it just makes you really in the moment. Um, so I practice, I, I learned it through YouTube during the pandemic because we couldn't go anywhere. So I, I found this amazing, um, I believe he was a monk, and, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, and I can send you over a link if, if your, your listeners want to know who he is, you can definitely follow him. He's amazing. Um, and, he, you know, he does a lot of martial arts too, but his Qigong is uh, something I do every single morning. I do it. Um, I do yoga. I do mindful, I've danced all my life doing classical ballet and jazz. And like you said in the beginning, kids, the art form of dance. And I dance around the house with my kids constantly. I listen to music, you know, putting on great music and just singing and dancing. Um, and I love being outside. So really, I think your daily habits and things that you do have to be things that make you happy and fulfill you. And, you know, they make you feel at peace. So once you start doing them, if you bring them into your, your daily life and they become routine and, and you just feel so much more fulfilled and so much better for it. And, you know, of course I exercise a little bit here and there, but I've got two little kids. So I'm always running around after them and, you know, um, 
again, it just goes back to what makes you happy. Exactly. And music, for me, music, it's like a, a mood changer. How do you see music and how do you think that can help if you are feeling down? How do you think that can help you change? Do, do you agree with me or not? Or Oh, yes. Yes, I am. I'm a music lover. I love almost every genre. You know, I'm not really into rock and roll and heavy rap or whatnot, but I do like them. But um, my grandfather helped me music and, and I will just dance. And, you know, I just, it makes me have amazing memories of him too. So that makes me really happy in more ways than just the music. But lyrics are so powerful. And when you can find some empowering, uplifting, awesome music to just blast. Like I love going for a car ride in the summer with my windows down, the wind in my hair and my music blasting because it just gives you this sense of awesome empowerment. And, you know, like this morning, I just put out a TikTok of dancing to titanium, you know, shoot me down, but I won't fall. I am titanium. Like these words, they just, they just get to you. Right. And so Yeah, music has been, it's actually, music is what brought my husband and I together because we love mm -hmm. music and we just would always talk about music. And so there's just this, there's connection there. There's music brings people together. Uh, and it's just, now there's a lot of music that's bad. You know, there's some music out there that can really bring you down and make you cry and make you feel horrible. But it's good to listen to those because sometimes you need a good cry too, right? You know, I'm all for a good cry. Um, but it's when you find those good, good lyrics that just like make you feel invincible. I love it. I love it. Yes. No, I totally agree with you. And yeah, exactly. Or I think it's important also to see, to have a high moment, you have to be in the low moment. It's part of life. It's like this downhill. We need this to, 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 to be happy. And with that, it comes a question that I want to ask you. What is your definition of success? Mm, failure, failure. I think that you have to fail in order to be successful. Because when you fail, hopefully, hopefully, not everybody does this, but there are lessons that come from it. And there should be a moment where you look at it and you say, okay, at least I got up, at least I tried it. And I'm going to try it again, but I'm going to do it differently. And this time it's going to work. And that's when you've hit success because you're not going to get through life without failure. And if you can look at failure in a better way, instead of like, oh, I failed, I'm never going to do it again. No, you're going to fail and you're going to get up and you're going to try it and you're going to do it even better than before. And that's when you succeed. I love, I love and I yeah I totally agree with you and why do you think that in our society and I think it's something that is changing but it's still accepting uh, failure and sharing our failures it's something difficult why do you think that and which is your your tip to 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 change that if you can tell me please. yeah um I, you know, I see so many people that um, say, you know, don't, don't share what you're doing until you do it. Like um, when you fail, it's a bad thing. Um, but I think that's because they don't look at it as a growing and learning experience. You know, I, like I said before, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I share so much of my personal journey. Um, on social media and I share it with my clients on an even deeper level um, because everything that I've been through, whether it's good or bad or very traumatic, there's lessons in it. And, you know, the way that I've gotten through it may not be the way somebody else gets through it, but it may just be enough to let someone know that they can get through it. And Sharing my failure means I'm still here to share it. Like I, I got through it and 
I've kept going and look at me now, look at, you know, look at everything that I, I am and, and what I talk about, like, was it truly a failure? Was it truly a loss? Okay, for a moment, for a moment. That was in my past, right? And so I love sharing those things because if I can touch one person, just one person by sharing my story, I think I've done my job. I totally agree. It's mission accomplished. Yeah, I'm with you in that. And I was also doing some research in your in your website and your Instagram. And I, it comes a question. What is your opinion about competition? Do you like competition? No. I don't like competition. I don't think there's room for competition. I think that people who are competitive are afraid. I think that there is room for all of us in this world to do great things. So why compete with each other? Why not help each other get to the next level? Why not cheer each other on? You know, competing makes no sense with me. The only person you should be competing with is yourself to be better, to do more, to help others. You know, that's the only competitive that I don't like competition. I just don't, I don't, I don't think there's a need for it. Um, you know, we're all here for a reason and you know what, there's so many mindset coaches out there, but we all do things differently. So why not learn from each other and why not help each other? You know, just everyone in life in general. Yeah, I will agree with you. I like competition in some way as a, a jujitsu practitioner. I like to test myself, but this a competition with me, not with the, the other person, you know, it's just, it's just that is the person that I have to compete with. And it's, I will agree with you. I think sometimes competition make us do things that we will normally don't do just to win. And that yeah. is the best, best yeah. part of competition. Also, if you are competing in a good way, like I'm competing with you, Hey, let's, let's improve. Let's, Let's grow, like you were saying. Let's help each other. Let's, you know, I did 10 push-ups. You do, you did 11. I will do 12. You know, in that way, <laughs> you know, yeah. I like it. I like it. But it's like you said it. If it's something that you, you, you imagine if we are both of us like mindset coaches. I try to, to, to tell bad about your name or ju just to get more clients. Like that kind of competition. I think it's it's not like. It's not the way that we will grow in this world. And I think that is the, the, the main point that we are here is to grow. I think exactly. So. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> About legacy. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Whew, that's a deep question. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I want to instill in my children the value of seeing the good in things. You know, um, it's a scary, scary world. And I think raising children right now, I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. It's scary, um, but I don't want them to be scared. I want them to know that there's good in the world. And that's what I, I, I try to to leave with my content that I put out there is that there's good there there are people that are good in the world there are beautiful things in the world and if we can be beautiful and kind ourselves you know kindness starts with compassion for ourselves so if we can be kind to ourselves and love ourselves first then we leave hopefully such a beautiful mark in the world and people will talk kindly of us and they will they will be kind to others and I think that's what I want the most is just for kindness and love to be out there and just to make people remember that it starts with themselves and to love love yourself I, I think that's part of my legacy but I'm sure there's more that I haven't figured out yet <laughs> Uh, no for sure for sure it is like helping others but i think like if you can if you can do that like 
and I think sometimes it's the most difficult. It's easy to love you, but it's sometimes so difficult to love myself. Like, I think it's connected with the inner critic. It's a little bit connected. Oh, if there is a Absolutely. way. If, if there is a person, I don't like, it can be me. If, if I'm in a bad position, I'm not loving myself. Which which words do you wanted to share with me and some listener or viewer that is passing maybe from a rough time? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I actually had a family member who I was coaching. <laughs> um, she was going through a really rough patch and she didn't believe in herself anymore. She kind of lost all of her self-worth and self-love and she was getting to the point where she was depressed and wasn't getting out of bed. And so I was talking to her and I said, listen, what are five good things about yourself? When you look deep in your soul, what do you love or even like? Because you may not love yourself right now, but what do you like about yourself? And she came up with the words because we all have at least two, right? We have at least two things we like about ourselves, but I wanna push you to find five. And I want you to write those five things on a sticky note. And I want you to put them on your bathroom mirror. And everyone going to brush your teeth because you will be getting out of bed. Because the world deserves you. Someone needs you in this world. So you have to get out of bed. And you go to the mirror and you see those five words. And I want you to say those five words out loud. I am blank. I am blank. I say those five words out loud every morning until you believe them and you're going to start coming up with more words i am beautiful i am worthy i am loving i have beautiful eyes i have beautiful skin whatever it is you're going to start coming up with more and more because you're going to feel the love come back those words that you come up with put those on sticky notes and put those up on your bathroom mirror and next thing you know, before you even know it, your mirror is going to be too full to even see yourself because all you're going to see is the beautiful words that are in front of you. And those words are actually just a reflection of who you are. So that's what I want your, your listeners to do. I want them to think of two to five words and put them on their bathroom mirror. It's already and, I and like. you, you know, you don't have sticky notes. Yeah, if you don't have sticky notes, you can use erasable marker and just write right on your mirror. You can do that as well. But that's what I want you to do. And that's a starting point to get that self-love to come back. And it makes you see and be the beauty that you are. And I love it. And, and I, lo I was thinking at the same time that you were thinking that should be our real mirror, not the, the, the mirror, but that beautiful words. Yep. It's that much more important than my image, you know? <laughs> The image that I have of me. That's it. Of the true, words. Right? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally That's it. Agree with you. Yeah, because we're just a shell, right? I mean, we're we're just a shell. That's there's, but it's what's inside that matters. And so those words are. That's us. That's us. Yeah. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And after it's like as a, a cabin crew, I also came now with another one that I sometimes I said it to to some friends that. You have to put the oxygen mask first in you to help the others, you know? Yes. Yes. So help yourself first and after like you like it will be like a domino effect at my at my eyes. At my eyes, at least. I wanted to ask you also, you yes. was you were saying that you are uh, that you like to read. Uh, which which books do you will advise me to me, to the listeners and viewers, please? Okay, so first off, stop reading on your phone. Stop reading on your Kindle. You know, I am, I, I love technology as, as much as the next guy or gal, right? But when you hold a book in your hand and you read old school, it just does something. And see, it does, it does something. Um, you know, I, I read on my phone all the time, but I recently, um, I'll share with you a secret. I recently 
got a couple books because I was like, oh, you know, my kids, when they're getting ready at nighttime to go to bed, I'm going to take five, 10 minutes just to pick a book up and read it, you know? Um, so give yourself that gift of buying a real book and holding it in your hands and reading it. Um, so a couple of my favorite books, I just picked this one up, this one up, The Alchemist. I have read this book. I can't tell you how many times. It is just so magical. Um, the way that it's written, you, you can literally see it unfolding in your mind. Um, and it talks about the magic within, believing in yourself, going on this epic journey in life to fulfill everything that you desire and thinking that it exists somewhere else, but it's really within. So I just, this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books. Um, and again, I have about Mel Robbins. So anything by Mel Robbins, right? Okay. Um, you know, I have How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. You awesome. know, these are just, these are just some great, great books to read that you can just read all the time. You know, like I said, I, I worry so much. And this one just makes me, oh, okay, I get it. Like, stop <laughs> worrying, you know. Um, and then any book that makes you happy. I love Tuscany. Um, I've been there so many times. So I just try to get books on Tuscany and books on, on dance. So whatever you can get lost in, and then not saying sit there and read the whole book or even a whole chapter, but just read for a few moments. Um, yeah, whatever whatever fills you up and makes you happy and something that you can envision yourself in or doing, those are the books that I, I go after. And I think it, it, I, I love it. Uh, Mel Robinson, I never, I never read any book about her, but I will for sure have a look alchemist. It's, it's a great book and Dale Carnegie. It's also a great art. So I love him. Yeah. Love it. Love it. About some, pro I wanted to ask you also some projects that you are doing, if you want to share with the listeners and the viewers, please. Yeah, um, you know, I haven't done much because of the whole COVID situation. And um, I, I had some issues with my, my short-term memory, believe it or not, I was having some issues with that. So I had to cut back on my coaching hours and things like that. But I'm working with a couple of friends on some wellness um, a 12 week course where she's doing a lot of the the nutritional and exercise aspect of things and I'm stepping in as the mindset coach um, so we're going to get that going very soon um, and just connecting with with people you know and that's, that's what I love to do is just connect and I'm a mom so it's crazy I just my life is crazy it's nonstop and it's it's exhausting and it's exhilarating all at the same time so I'm slowly getting uh, my energy back so I can get back to be the crazy nonstop go, go, go that I used to be. But you know what? It's okay if it doesn't because it's kind of taught me a little bit to slow down and, and appreciate appreciate the quiet moments a little bit more. For sure. For sure. For sure. Because yeah, sometimes Woo! it's like... <laughs> my crowd, it was very strong. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's like you said it, like... Sometimes, yeah, we are just in the go, go, go and just take the break and enjoy the moment, enjoy the view. I think it's also like the balance between don't don't yeah. stop, but don't go too fast. Enjoy the ride. I think it's very important. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you now, what is a tip to make the world a better place for you? <clears throat> So to make the world a better place, it's hard because everybody is so different, right? And I think, I think the world would be really boring if we were all the same. But I think, I think if we started showing more compassion and understanding to people and the differences that we do have, I think it would make the world a much better place. You know, instead of calling people out on their differences and saying it's wrong, it's not wrong. It's not wrong for you to have your own opinion. It's not wrong for you to go do something different than I do. It doesn't make you any less of a person than I am. So I think that we have to have more compassion and understanding. Um, and yeah, just more acceptance. 
strengths of each other and our beautiful differences because they are beautiful love it and yeah i totally agree with you like we are we are in the world now at the, now, now the days that it's very black and white and sometimes we don't have the empathy and the compassion like you were saying to the other person that is in the other side what is for you a way to to start to have a little bit more empathy and compassion from the other person that is in the other that it has a different opinion from us sometimes it's just a different opinion yeah i mean you ask questions you know why do you feel that way and you just start to dig deeper and try to get an understanding of where they're coming from you know because look we're, we're, we may not be in the same boat, right? But we're all in the same storm. We're all on the same ocean together. And we've got to understand like, okay, well, why is your boat riding differently than my boat? Doesn't make it better, but start to understand it and start to, you know, start to have that empathy and that compassion for other people and help them a little bit more and help yourself understand, you know? Because I think that when we, when we start to understand why we question things and other people and differences, it just, it makes us better, you know, it makes us better and we're not going to be so judgmental towards them. Yeah. Mm. For sure. For sure. I think it's, a, it's, it's part of it. Like ask, ask questions. Why you do that? Why you, why, why you take the, that road or this decision why you are against this or that yeah try to understand the other person i think it's a point jen what is the best way if the if somebody wants to contact you maybe have a session with you what is the best way to contact you yeah so you can find me um on linkedin but i also have my website it's believe your truth.com um and there's a there's a link and there's a questionnaire form that you can fill out there and then i'll get back in touch with you so yeah there's there's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'm all TikTok. over the place, but uh, I do have my website. But TikTok, yeah, but TikTok is like just kind of more me having fun, just kind of like, you know, letting off steam and having fun. <laughs> also, also good, man. Have, have a dance to prepare. I think it's really important. There you go. There you I go. Oh. Jen, any last thoughts, advice that you want to share with me and the listeners and viewers, please? Thank you for having me. I... I appreciate what you're doing. I, I listen to your podcast. I, I watch all your little posts that you do. And it's, it's so great because so many people have stories and you are an outlet allowing them to share their story. And that's, I think the thing that I can say is don't be afraid to share your story because your story is somebody else's lifeline. And I think that you're giving people an outlet to share And it's going to affect somebody somewhere who's listening, somebody that needs to hear that particular thing at that very moment. And I think that is so special. So thank you for allowing people to do that. And for everybody else, share your story. Jen, thank you so much for accepting also the invitation. It was a great pleasure, a great hour of conversation. It was. And thank you so much again. Guys, don't forget, guys and girls, don't forget to go to Jen Instagram and give her some love, some thumbs up. And thank you. Let's just give more kindness to, to this world. I think it's really, really important.